0: It's Tuesday night. Feels like Tuesday night. With yes, my, it does. With my good friend Kevin Riga.
1: Yeah, T just got done telling me how he didn't want to be a player anymore either.
0: Whoa, 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 whoa. Why is that? That's Tim Strachan.
2: I always want to be a player.
0: He, he always... That's, that's true. His application has always Who been... doesn't want The to be boxes a player. have been checked appropriately. I'm Ken Marangolo. This is The Audible. This is... The last audible before our draft party on Thursday night at Caddy's on Cordell, where we will be joined by our in-house band that evening. Let's the do deceivers. it. receivers. Let's do it. Uh, we're looking forward to that. Um, we are looking forward to talking to a variety of folks between now and then about who we think the Redskins are going to pick, but there's no better person on Hogshaven Talk about the draft and Steve Shelp. Uh, Steve, thank you so much for being on the show tonight.
3: Oh, absolutely! Thanks for having me on again, guys.
1: Man, it's the best. It's the best knowledge in town. I keep telling everyone,
0: It's <laughs> the best knowledge. You're like a professor. And he, gets, he
2: gets that 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 accolade due to the amount of people who tune in when Shelp is on. That's, yeah, he's like he Bieber. He's
0: the Bieber yeah. of draft <laughs> gurus on Hogshaven. Uh, it's actually it's a little bit scary. We're
3: data
2: driven here,
0: yeah. Steve. Do you, are there, like, people taking pictures of you, like, every time you walk out of your front door?
3: You know, I had to shut that down. It just got to be too much.
1: Yeah, man, you no. got to, man.
0: You're a smart man, Steve Shalp. Well, the draft is coming up in two days. Uh, it's kind of like your—I mean, I wouldn't say it's like your Super Bowl, but it seems, that seems like a bad reference since if we're talking about the same sport. Um, what, tax day? I don't, I don't know. Playoff like, time. Yeah, playoff it's time. What have you got?
3: It's game day for him. This yeah, week's been playoff I mean, I mean time, it. yeah. Yeah, it, it's all that, wrapped into one. Money you know, scene. It, it, these three days are are just go time. always the best. So uh, a lot of fun, a lot of work, but it's, like I said, it's a lot of fun. So I enjoy it.
0: I always had, see, you're like, this is a serious business for you. For me, I worked draft day into a holiday. When my wife, who's from Vermont, married me, she thought draft day was like a national holiday. She was like, wait. You're, you're working, isn't it? Isn't the NFL drafting that day? I I just thought everyone had off. Ken's been taking that day off for years. uh it, You know, we would I would wake up in the morning it was Bloody Marys a tray of Bloody Marys that I, I I made a tray of Bloody Marys. Anyone who could get there on time, which you know, it was a different cast of characters every year because who can expect someone to wake up that earlier for, for Bloody Marys and Mel Kuiper Jr. Um, that many years in a row. Um, my
2: wife just thought it was nuts. Yeah, by the way, what job were you taking off on a Saturday? Because it used to not start until Saturday, right?
0: Uh, the job of being a dutiful husband and uh, or recruiting sickos <laughs> yeah.
1: on Friday night to, <laughs> to just doing... stay over and wake up to bloodies. Yeah. Yes,
0: convincing people's wives that draft day is in fact an incredibly important national holiday. Hey, guy,
1: what are you doing for draft day?
0: Hmm? Yeah. Oh, what you got? You guys aren't doing anything. Oh, are you guys not registered anywhere for draft day? Isn't that is that a, isn't that weird? Register. So that, that was weird. yes, but I, it, was, it was enjoyable. <laughs> so Steve takes it a little bit more serious. I, I would say a little bit as seriously as that. Um, Obi Wan as passionately. Obi Wan as passionately as that. So Steve, I thought. Listen, we've we've been talking about. Everyone knows uh, who the top guys are. We've been beating certain guys into the ground uh, over the last few weeks. I thought I it was time that I stand on a table and make a case for a guy and I I want you to be my lawyer. I want you to be the public defender on this one. All right? All right. Sounds I'm in good. I'm in the Redskins war room and I say, "Listen, there's there's the there's one safe pick that you can make, Mr. Bruce Allen. That'll start for us immediately. That will give us versatility over the long haul that will allow us to to build all the things that we're committed to on offense specifically, and his name is Forrest Lamp. And I think that you should write his name down on a card and race it to the podium. Steve Schaub, please take over my passionate defense of this pick.
3: You know, a lot a lot will complain about the value of a guard and and the fact that it's not a big need. But remember, guard out next to quarterback are those offensive line next to quarterback are the only positions that are on the field a hundred percent of the time. And the gap between your starters and backups tend to be much wider than at a lot of other positions, because for that reason, you're not drafting a lot of guys for depth, uh, the same way that you might draft a third wide receiver or second tight end or some other position. So um, as we saw last year, Sean Laval it's just over for him and we need an upgrade. And also from the perspective mm-hmm. Of the money that you save this year from Laval, and going forward next year with Moses and Long both as free agents, that money can help go to them to retain this offensive line and put yourselves in a great position to build the Hogs Dynasty 2.0.
0: Now you're talking. Uh, you, I tell you. No, I do pro-
1: remember you asked him to be your public defender. Yes, yes, yes,
0: but it's not like in my cousin Vinny when he just gets up and he just starts spitting all over the jury. Like he just made a cogent argument, um, and, and it's and it's one I I I tend to agree with.
2: Um, Ken just did the little like too, oh, yeah. like, like sort of hand like. Well, hits, it's the sneaky like- value
0: that no one appreciates when you draft a guy number seventeen. You're getting a four year player at an incredibly wow. reasonable rate who's going to start for you uh, and and give you. So much flexibility in what you can do. and and the way that he played college ball and Steve, that's what I was hoping you would talk to even more. He's worth it. He's worth it. He's what he's the kind of player you want to add on your team. Ooh.
3: well, I, and and I think that's absolutely true. I mean, you look at what he did against the the vaunted Alabama defense this past year. I mean, coming from a small school, playing Alabama. And he went up against the best of the best, and he shut them down that game. And, you know, just one of the most impressive things you'd see from any position, any player, any position all year, uh, of his level of dominance versus the competition he was going up against was just really something to see. And and it was unfortunate he wasn't able to do the whole workout uh, the Senior Bowl week. I got to talk to him media night. He's just a great guy. He knows what he wants to do, and – You know, he knows that he he's probably going to move inside. He knows that this is his dream, this is his goal. He's going all in for it. So, um, you know, he's he's in it, and that's that's the thing that the Redskins need with first round picks or or any picks. They need guys who want to be here. The first ones in, last ones out. That type of mentality. You know, we need the leaders and, and. you know, we haven't always gotten that. I mean, we look at like a David Amerson pick, who you know would show up late for meetings. Fred Davis show, you know, sleep in all this other stuff. Like, we need guys who know day one that they want to be here and they. Malcolm Kelly, be broken good. leg. Yeah, yeah. yeah
1: so. Who's the model rapper? Well, whatever it was, the same draft.
3: Talking about my Devin, man,
1: Devin uh, Devin Thomas. <laughs> State,
3: yeah. uh,
0: you know, Kevin Ewald still sleeps with a poster of him shirtless above his bed every night. <laughs> yeah. He's been married for a year and a half. So oh, shout out to Kevin. Yeah, no, it's a great yeah. picture, by Kevin the way. Kevin Ewald it's is a, a big picture.
1: D'Angelo fan as well, from
0: what I understand. Oh, we, well, who, I'm a big D Hall fan. No, no, no. Oh, yeah,
1: yeah I know, d- I know. D- no. <laughs> Brown sugar, yes.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sounds like there's a lot of love for LAMP around. There's a lot well, of look, love he, for LAMP. You know,
1: you, everything that you read when, when Steve shop gives you full access to all the information you need and all package. the drafts you go. You know, I will say, you get caught up in that and then you hope that you can get a, a, a trade request to send you down to like, I don't know, spot 24 with an extra third or fourth, like, you know, and then take Force LAMP. But I know that's being piggish. Uh, I think the guy's an absolute, uh, he's a safe great. Uh, yeah. I'm going to embrace a lot of picks in this draft because I think this draft is loaded with our first pick. I don't think there's a horrible thing that's going to happen. Uh, I'm not going to be so jumping up and down for joy if it's forrest Lamp, but you can't go wrong with a guy. Everything you see, uh, showing out versus Bama, like Steve said, that, that's ridiculous. And when they when they list your weaknesses and it says, well, he's not exactly huge... He's like huge. everyone else's weaknesses are everywhere, but you know what I mean. Like He's his, big his, his reach, and they're worried about tackling guard. Like it's not like Put him Steve on was line. saying. He was hanging out with Fred Davis, drinking from the chalice yeah. before he defended himself in a court of law. Uh, he wasn't playing video games over at so and so's, and then walking out in the street and getting into a fist fight. Yeah. No, this guy is here to be here, and Brandon Scherf and Forrest Lamp.
0: I think you make the pick at seventeen. I think if you think this guy is going to start for you right away and play on your offensive line, then he is worth the value at number seventeen overall. Um, safe. Yeah. And, and so Kevin, Studley. The answer is safe. So here's where it comes Two down to: is it picks a realistic on
2: Offensive guards after. Uh, Jay that's Gruden just what I didn't made, believe. Bruce Allen made, made the tongue-in-cheek that's comment. Exactly of- what I. That's my exact thing. Bruce Allen was safe. What do we got at our first picks? Hey, what, offensive what, guard and a guy who I didn't even really play. First of all,
0: Sheriff is a top-of-the-line offensive lineman in the National Football League. No doubt. Uh, and Josh Doxson is Jon Snow, and that's we'll just leave it there. But I'll, 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 I will say this about... Sheriff and
1: Lamp, Beal and Wall, who are the best guard combination coming in there? All right, let's go ahead. Sorry.
0: Bruce <laughs> Bruce is looking for, for a safe way out. Uh, my worry is that it's going to result in a gutless trade-down. Um I want someone to be in that room and say, "You know what? Forrest Lamp is a starter on our offensive line. He makes our team better right away in a way that we can't seem to justify for anyone else. If you can't get excited about any of the defensive players available to you at number 17 overall and you're not sold on Dalvin Cook, you're not sold on Njoku or some of these, you know, some of these offensive guys, you know, John Ross, take Forrest Lamp. Make your offensive line better right this very second and don't Don't
3: mess around. Yeah. One one thing I want to add to like piggyback on that and actually two points. One, you know, you look at, you look at who does it and it's the Cowboys with their offensive line. They took three first round picks in, in a four year span. And, you know, for us, obviously Trent Williams was picked a while ago, but this would be a similar idea. Load up your line with three first rounders and and go from there. And the other thing is what we see, from the Cowboys with their Elliot pick last year, and, and other teams, if you're elite in one area and you can fix one maybe bad bad spot on that team, it's still a smart thing to do that. Even if you're not taking the other side of the ball. For instance, the Denver Broncos have had an elite defense for years, yet in recent first rounds, they've taken Bradley Roby and Shane Ray, despite having tremendous corners and edge rushers because they knew they'd need them. And they knew Bradley Roby was going to be on the field 75% of the time when we're in nickel, Shane Ray, DeMarcus, Ware's getting old, you know, uh, we rotate our ends, they need them. And so it's that type of mentality. And that helped get them to and win a Super Bowl because that defense was so dominant that even Peyton Manning being, you know, just not being able to play like anything close to Peyton Manning,
0: wait, Wait, Steve, your second straight guest tonight in this basement that has disparaged Peyton Manning's play. It basically said if Peyton Manning didn't let me see if I can paraphrase what was said twenty minutes ago. If Peyton Manning didn't have a defense, he wouldn't have even been in that game.
1: He he wanted the Colts' Super Bowl winning defense as being able to keep them in the game.
0: <laughs> I I yes, I know, I know. I'm just saying, Shelp, take you know, let's like come on, someone's gotta stand up for Peyton Manning.
3: No, the I mean, Payton, Payton was the greatest. But that that final year, I mean, he he was just a shell of himself. And, you know, they won because of the lead defense, and that included first round picks from, you know, from on adding on to a defense that didn't quote unquote need them. And can't you know, believe that would be the same mindset here.
1: I just want some juice. I'm not saying I need it. Yeah. I'm just asking. Yeah. I'm just saying I want it.
3: All right. So Steve.
0: Uh you're going to be covering the draft from a kind of a different perspective than most of us, but you're still going to have an eye on the Redskins. And I'm asking you to help us. Now, we're doing a segment on Thursday night. We're going to talk about um, players that may or may not fall to the Redskins. Um, who do you think is a realistic top player? I hesitate to say the name Josh Doxson without T ripping my face off. Um, but, you know. He's an animal. It's so violent.
2: i know, not a violent you. person. Well, you're just right, a bully. Yeah, you're just it's not violent.
0: I'm trying to, yeah, there's some dominance going on here. Uh, a guy who's going to fall to us potentially that we're going to race to the podium and grab.
3: Uh, it, I mean, th- this is a cop out, but there's a lot of guys who fit that bill. One.
0: Yes, that is a cop out.
3: Outside, outside of Miles Garrett, nobody really has a definitive order of the next group of guys. I mean, some say it's Alan Thomas, Lattimore you know, et cetera. Some would put the safeties above that. Some would put, you know, guys like Foster and Reddick above oh, that. So, that just I mean, me Adams so much. Adams. I've never First seen us all, getting Adams. Oh my
0: God. Jamal Adams is the best player in this draft.
3: Yeah. I mean, I, mean, I, I love Jamal Adams and uh, he's in my top five, but uh, you know, so it's tough to really get a feel of who's that top 10 guy who's going to fall because some people would say Hassan Reddick's a top 10 guy and Ruben Foster's top guy. There's others who don't have them in top five at top 10, something, not even in the top 15. So um, but I will say that given the, the fact that there is some uncertainty, I wouldn't be surprised to see one of those two linebackers fall, especially given Foster with the, the diluted test. And the other one, maybe a bit more of a surprise, is Jonathan Allen. And the reason I say Jonathan Allen, in part because of the injury concerns from the combine with his shoulders, I think also he didn't athletically show well at the combine, which, you know, is going to be a big factor for a lot of teams. Uh, you know, he did not put up this J.J. Watt workout at the combine. So, you know, it's going to be tough for teams to project him that way.
2: Look at the tape. Um, Look at the tape.
3: Oh, no, him. I mean, he's a dominant player. But tape. but for a, for a top five team, if you're the Bears or, you know, you're the Jaguars or, or you know, any of these teams in the top five, six picks, six seven picks you know like that is kind of the deal break you know couldn't be the deal the the intangibles count more yeah you're right
2: the intangibles and everything all down to the micro you know i mean the the amount of stuff that's put into these guys in their personal lives and everything you're right
3: bring them home and and, and the the other thing i say is remember most of these top teams have multiple major needs so if you're the Tennessee Titans and you—I mean, you could go linebacker, you could go safety, you could go corner, you could go receiver. You know, the Jets could go ten different directions. Like the Chargers could go ten different directions. So, you know, it's easy to see where Jonathan Allen starts to slide a little bit, and uh, you know, it seems a little crazy. I, I think the Colts would probably grab him up at at uh, their spot fifteen. They just but
0: took Ryan Kelly from us.
3: It, well, exactly, they could do the exact same thing. But they, they just added Jonathan Hankins, so that might mean that maybe they go a different direction since they just added Hankins. So, um, you know, he would be, he I, I'd say Allen or one of those two linebackers, Foster or Redick, uh, could be the guys that slide down to us. Uh, I think right now it's very unlikely Christian McCaffrey does. There seems to be just so much buzz floating around him. Allen Foster sounds just fine. Either <laughs> one.
0: Yeah, we're better. We're better right away with those two guys. I, either of those two guys. That's that's I true. I prefer Allen. Yeah, well, he feels oh, a yes. greater need, of
1: course. And there is, and I was going to say, Steve. Uh, you know, as a Redskins fan, we got to get a big stud D lineman real quick, and Dalvin Tomlinson sitting there right around what we'll pick in the third round. Uh, I am nervous that if we don't trade up, we're not gonna, we're going to miss the boat. I feel like he's the guy. Caleb uh, Brantley going down, and 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 Malik McDowell being Malik McDowell in my opinion. Uh, what the heck are we going to do for a D line?
3: Yeah, uh, you know, this Wormley. is a position group uh. that is, it's just underwhelming. Like, there, I think there's, and I think I said it before, that I think there's a lot of guys who can be solid role players, situational guys, two down um, guys. You know, you, you know the, the, I think there's uh, solid floors with a number of guys, but I don't see a lot of high ceiling. And even a guy like Wormley, I think he's a fine player. I think he can be a starter. I just don't think he's going to be dynamic. I don't think he's going to be Chris Baker getting six, seven sacks and, you know, 30 pressures or something like that. I think he's just going to be your, like, every day, yeah. every down guy, he's good against p- the run, solid against the pass.
1: Beefy guy, no twitch, solid leader, great yeah. teammate.
3: Yeah. That's I mean, good. But, like, he's, if he's the, the first. third, if you have a, Three man line, and he's your third, third best defensive line. You're doing really well. If He's your yeah. best defensive line. You're probably still struggling, and he would probably still be our best defensive line, or at least in that running. Yeah. Um, yeah, but
0: Smoot has Smoot likes Grover Stewart out of Albany State. The six four three fifty likes to say Grover. Grover. Grover Stewart, <laughs> fifth or sixth round. Uh, I I mean I you know I think the reality for Redskins fans is that. Um, it's not, let's not call it the sexiest depth uh, of a position, but there's a lot of guys who the Redskins can draft. And Steve, I've been saying this for since, since February, there's a lot of guys that the Redskins can draft in the third and fourth and fifth rounds of this draft that are going to make our roster and play.
3: Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. Especially along the defensive line. And yeah, but I think that that's true to other positions. I'm as talking well, about the defensive can...
0: line though, for the most part.
3: Yeah, no, but... Sorry if I, I was mean, being too vague. The, the draft is deep in that, you know, that's a good good thing for us, to, especially with the extra fourth-round picks. But there are going to be guys in that third, fourth range that I, I absolutely think can play uh, for us year one. And, and you know, whether they're two-down players or, or rotational players, it doesn't matter. I mean, we need the upgrades, So, um, you know, I, of course... We want the stars. We want the next J.J. Watt. We want the next, you know, elite defensive lineman. I just don't know if they're in this draft. I mean, even Jonathan Allen has these question marks. So, um, you know, I don't think you force it if if it's not there. It's kind of my philosophy of it with the first couple picks. I mean, but I do agree with uh, with Tomlinson. He is one of my favorite guys in this draft. But I also, you know, like you said, worry that he's going to. Get overdrafted because there aren't these other yeah, you know, thank, elite. Thanks, elite Caleb players.
1: Brantley. Now, now we're going to lose out on both of them.
0: And, yeah, and well, that's quite possible. We're going to have a chance. So, I don't know. I, I think that the, the the thing about drafting at seventeen overall, if we stand on on a table and decide someone we're going to go get that guy at seventeen, I mean, you're not paying that guy a fortune. I mean, the the real risks just lie at the at the, at the top part of this draft at seventeen overall. Um, you're doing just fine. As long as you get someone who can play, um, which is is a tough saying after we just trapped the doxie. <laughs> uh, yes, yes, and I can't say and, that. and Fuller for that matter. But uh um, time out. Microfracture.
1: This is his year.
0: Yeah, I, this is his year. Um I just think that I think that if we go if we go um defensive I don't know, if we if we if we do get that Redick... Uh, or Foster, if one of those guys falls, and we and we do get a defensive player in the first round, let's just say that if we get a defensive player in the first round, does that open up uh, the opportunity to address a different uh, second round uh, scenario? Which which is um, Pat out uh, at Ohio State. No, the no, coaches, no, the no. Centers. Stop it! No. You know how I feel about centers. No. You know
3: how I feel about second centers. round
0: Pat Elflein. Steve, you know how I feel <laughs> about <laughs> centers. You
3: know- I mean, my targets in the second round would be probably a little different um, <laughs> in terms of offensive line. I like I, I, I really so nice to, to go in defense one three four four and using that second-round pick or, or at least one of the fours, and then using that second-round pick on an offensive lineman. I'd probably target a true guard like a Dan Feeney, a Dorian Johnson, mm-hmm. a Deion Dawkins who's played like guard and tackle, Taylor Moten. Um, uh, big win for me. Eight, big win for me. Ethan, Ethan Posick is another one. He's versatile. Can play center or guard. The the only issue you have with Pat Elflein oh, is while he played guard in college, his athletic numbers at the combine were terrible. And, and that's such, actually you're, okay. You're for so, a so
1: judgmental, Steve. <laughs> no, no, you wanted a terrible athlete in the second. <laughs> and
3: and, and <laughs> this is what that, you—that's okay. You that's, what you okay if, <laughs> that's okay if he sticks at center. But there's there's a lot of data to suggest that athleticism is. Someone needed at guard, obviously, relative for the position and, and all that. But, um, like, his athletic numbers, there, there's a. I believe he's a Lions blogger. He has a system, and he's got, like, the last 10, 12 years of data. And Elfleen, the interior it. offensive lineman, is in, like, the bottom 1%. Of, all right. So, what about Ken? postage? Oh, Ken's, oh, yeah, hold
2: on a second. Ken's metrics are heavily weighted towards heart. Yes. <laughs> and, I'm talking about an experienced. We all,
0: we, we, right seasons red sheet red shirt no, no, senior no no hold on hold on offensive hold on. lineman from ohio state we go to the same pool together
1: okay anyone okay. comes up to the two of us and says mm-hmm. hey nice to meet you guys i was a center like steve next thing you know i'm going to get three popsicles at the snack bar yeah like it's over yeah. the guy's a center so you think second round <laughs> let's it's his second it, round let's I'm about, about second round. Yeah, he's not the second round guy we take it center
0: Listen, I if we're not we, I I You're I just think so that many we the podcast.
2: Yeah. What else are you going to do?
0: I appreciate no, all I'm saying. I appreciate the listing of other <laughs> guards because I That's do fine. I think we're our offensive line needs to be invested in. I agree with that. Big time. Sure. And I'm willing to spend the first round pick on Forrest Lamp, but if we don't um I want to I want to invest meaningfully. Spencer Longs coming, you know, contracts coming up this year uh, as is Morgan Moses. there's nobody that got paid more this offseason than mediocre or backup offensive linemen. Hold on. May
1: I just say this to you? Yeah, please. The rest of the NFC East signed receivers. They're top three. And the three teams we played twice this season each now has amassed over 40,000 receiving yards, 300 touchdowns, yeah. and up to 3,000 catches. We might want to get somebody to guard these guys. <laughs> I'm thinking. Well, and, and Breland is also in a contract year. That's correct. And we got your boy, microfracture coming up right behind him. So holy hell, we got all these holes to fill. It's absolutely ridiculous. I tell your boy he's got a
2: terrible name. Yeah, it's a
0: terrible name. It is a terrible name. I Listen. But it's not Pat Ethelian. Let's, Second round. Let's meaningfully address the, guard the offensive these line. So, okay, let's take it in a different direction, Steve. The Washington Redskins are drafting at number seventeen, and they're and they're going cornerback. There's a couple. There's there's a couple names floating around that, that could end up being even being value there. Uh, who would you have the Redskins take if they're that serious about going defensive back?
3: Uh, in the first round, you know, obviously Marshawn Lattimore is yep, still there. Fall. Yep. Um, but I, I think that's very unlikely now. Um, no, he's a, he's a, if he's there, do you is he is he the guy the that, alpha?
0: Is he the guy that if he's there, you race to the podium for? Uh,
3: yeah, assuming somebody else didn't also fall with him, like him and you know Allen or something like that, um, which obviously is more unlikely. But uh, yeah, no, I, I think he's a shut down number one corner. Um, you know, just a guy that can be opposite Josh Norman now, and then in a couple years when Norman gets older, he can take over that. That number one, you know, I'm going to cover him. Odell. He acts, like him. he acts
1: like him on the field. He puts the crown of his helmet underneath. I watched his highlight tape. He puts the crown of his helmet underneath your your chin strap. And he doesn't leave you for one second. But when the running back breaks free, he tries to kill everyone. (laughs) Dude, doesn't he look nuts, Steve? He's a a lunatic. This guy plays uh, cornerback. uh,
3: Speaking of cornerbacks who aren't afraid to hit, the the guy who I think is there, Marlon Humphrey, um, and and he might not be there, but if he's there from Alabama, he is not afraid to hit. He's not afraid to get up, um, go after a running back. He's
1: a bad dude. He's an intimidator.
3: Yeah, and another guy I don't I don't know if I mean, I think he can be a number one corner. I just don't know if he's the elite of the elite that, that Lattimore can be. Uh, but he's he's a good player. He's a really good player and with, you know, Breland's contract situation, Fuller's injury history, the rest of our corner depth chart is a lot of unknowns. Um, you know, it, it makes some sense. So that those would be Really, it right now for seventeen. Um, if we say trade it back at the end of the first round, then I might get more interested in a Tredavious White or a Chadobi Awuzi from Colorado. Um, Kevin King is another one I like at the back. You know, kind of like the last eight picks of the, the first round. Um, you know, those would be the guys that I'd get more interested in there. I got to ask you
1: before we before we get off that spot is there a, a chance in hell that Sidney Jones drops to one of our two force and there's a chance in hell that we take him?
3: Well, you know, I, there's all, obviously always debate about these injured guys and where they should fall. My guess is somebody would pop him a little earlier. Yeah. I would be hesitant to take him before the very end of the third round and, and probably the fourth round, just because I don't think he plays this year. Uh, you know, I, Ian Rapport announced that James Andrews said he can be back to activity in six months, but that means activity. That doesn't mean football shape. That doesn't mean going out the next week and, you know, covering Brandon Marshall. Sure. Um, he's just and the sexy a sexy name, and
1: the, he's the sexy name in the mock drafts. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. where oh, he go? I mean, you know? he's so tempting. Yes, it is tempting, especially yes when you do it all night long. Well, someone's going to this. get a good <laughs> he's player always for there, no investment. Right? Exactly. For nothing, they're going it, to get him for it's nothing. It's pretty cool to think about, yeah. and, I, and I had to ask somebody that would give me a great but he, answer.
3: But here's the thing: we have to remember is like we've seen this. We've seen the re injury issues. I mean, we saw D'Angelo Hall re-injury his Achilles, what, taking a pizza out of the oven for his kids. Now I understand there's, like, a bad, you know, brace or whatever it was, but... Uh, you he know, didn't seen,
0: have to act so flamboyant about it, like, spinning around with his pointing <laughs> finger. I mean, there was a lot <laughs> of toppings on that pizza, if we're <laughs> going to be honest.
3: <laughs> <laughs> like, we've seen Junior Gullett, like, there's so many recurrents with injuries, and it's not just the injuring the same Achilles again, it's then straining the muscle and you injuring the other leg, maybe even the ACL or the MCL, so... You know, you have to be really cautious with these guys returning from injuries because there is a high, we have, you know, reoccurrence we of rate. Yeah, we we got, got, the skin's got tons of Achilles yeah. injuries. We, we so,
0: uh, excel at those.
3: So, I mean, I I would take them, but it would be like late third, early fourth, and, and this would be another situation where if the Redskins even, you know, traded back in the first or traded back in the second and add an extra, you know, late third or fourth-round pick, Hey, that you know that's kind of like your bonus pick right there.
0: Yeah. All right. So here's where we're going to get you out. Uh, as a Redskins fan, because that's what you are first and foremost. Before you're any of this other stuff. Let's be honest. Word. And as a Hogs Haven writer, who is your draft crush? I mean, who at this point in time, real. Combine your combine realism, combine what, what you bone. actually want. Yeah, combine every, what's that? Jawbone. Jawbone. Definitely combine jawbone. You definitely want to take all Body things into, con, into consideration. Don't I just hate blurt Dallas says it must be a big butt. Don't just determine you know, don't just blurt out anything. Think about to this. Each their own, Tim. This is the player like where where is your heart committed, uh pre committed? Because it I know that it can be anybody. We all know that. Don't say that. Tell me what, where is your heart right now as a Redskins fan? Do not check draft. the maybe box. Don't, do not check the maybe box. Bring it all the way, Steve.
3: <laughs> I, I mean, if he slips, it's Hassan Reddick. If not, it's the guy that I want is Obi Melifonu. I see him as just such a weapon, and I, I just want him on my team. And I don't know if it's at and I'm not necessarily saying it's at 17. Maybe it's a trade back. Maybe it's in the second round. Um, you know, but he's got a wide range. Um, and I get the hesitation at 17, I absolutely do, but I, I just think if if other guys aren't there, he can be just such an incredible weapon for this team, for this defense, the way that Manuski likes to use his, utilize his safeties and, and guys. I mean, I, I just think him and Cravens can be just shut down on third-down defense, like in, in the inside, like shutting down tight ends, shutting down, um, you know, just – Short yardage and, and intermediate passes, they can just do so much because one will always be blitzing, one will be covering the tight end, and you're just going to drive quarterbacks crazy.
0: Hey, that's so. Um, I have a UConn guy, uh, from the uh Fanatics, it's a uh, Miami Dolphins site. He, the guy's from Hartford, Connecticut, and um, he and he's so uh, he follows the Connecticut guys through the league extensively. I, I was talking to him on uh last night and um he i mean he he is so high on on obi and but the stories that he tells about the guy are amazing um and what you know he's biased and he, obviously he's biased but he he's one of the reasons why I know so much about obi and why I think a lot of people see him as a second round pick um or or you know because, because, it's, because teams that need safeties will have already, you know, taken their Jamal Adams and may, maybe one other guy before that. But he, he's going to play in this league at a high level.
1: Let me ask Steve this. Steve saw him at the Senior Bowl. Steve saw him at the Combine. I've only clicked on the Internet and watched he's huge. him. Huge, He's huge. And I know he's got all the physical tools, and he's the freak athlete, and he has the size and all of it, the frame and the ability to be tremendous. But right now on tape, Steve, he looks awkward and pass coverage in certain scenarios. He doesn't look fluid to me and 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 he's got some work to do. This isn't an instant plug-in type guy, is he?
3: I would say that he definitely has stuff he needs to clean up and there there's room for improvement and and part of it is just he's asked to do different things at UConn. uh some of it was, you know, he was just by far the best athlete on the team and um his, you know, his responsibilities were probably wider than they should have been as they developed them. Uh,
1: I saw him in a lot of slot coverage coming up as yeah. a safety, guarding and, the other team's quickest guy with his frame. And,
3: and, and what, what, the way I would utilize him is as a – I would utilize him in multiple roles. I, I'd utilize him in a similar way that the Cowboys have now started to utilize Byron Jones, former UConn player, and the way the Patriots utilize Devin McCourty. Devin McCourty, he's not a safety, he's not a corner, he's whatever they need him. It depends entirely on the matchup. It depends entirely on what the teams line up in. And that's the ideal for Mel Fonu. I don't know if you can do that all in year one. It's taken the Cowboys a couple of years for Byron Jones and took the Patriots a couple years for Devin McCourty. But that kind of matchup nightmare upside is incredible Yeah, his
1: yeah, his, so his ceiling match is. You can him up against yeah.
3: any tight right. end. You can lock him up against a big receiver like a, you know, a, a Mike Evans or somebody like that, or and, or just have him over the top, Mike Evans. You can have him in the box. You can have him blitzing. You can just do so many different things with him. I mean, but and, let's be honest, he can
0: start for our team,
3: and and he can start. You're just going to have have a few this, more growing pains. Um, but you know, that's fine.
1: Hold on, you can't have yeah, the free.
0: I think I I I, I, mean, I absolutely think he can. Yeah, I, I I I would put Obi at the free. Yes, I would. And I, I, and, and, pay the, and I'm going to pay. You out. are a diehard believer
1: in fourth and fifth year guys from f- top five power conferences.
0: Well, you he, it's uh, all about all right, heart when he shows it's all up. About heart, oh, dude. thanks.
1: I, I'm with you, team. It's we grew up together. Heart. I think we both agree on this. <laughs> but on day one, what it's all going to be about for him is speed. I know he has it, but has he seen it? Has he seen this? He's going to be a superstar. I have no doubt in what Steve's talking about and his upside and his potential. I'm talking about showing up in Richmond in, in, in late July. And going, holy! I think I'm just saying. There's let him be, let him match up uh, with I think, Jackson, I I feel and the same. I feel the same way about quick. Hooker. If Hooker felt us, I feel the same way. Yeah. He's going to be a superstar, but the yeah. guy's played hey. one year of uh, solid I think competition it's very without like- having any superstar. Co- you know, there's not many
2: super stud receivers
1: in the Big Ten.
2: But it's a lot like Sean Davis from Maryland, who who had a good career, not a fantastic or great career or anything like that, but. He's pretty damn good. He had athleticism. Sure. Oh he no, had, he had a skill set. He had the size. He had the whole package that uh, an NFL scout, coach, sure. and everybody said, "I want that." Because I, I have no I doubt that, that, that.
1: I, I don't doubt that that's going to happen either. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying I, I don't know if he's the guy that can walk in rookie year and play the free for us. I hope Sean I'm wrong. Davis did, and I don't think I I, I, I I know what you're saying. I'm just, jeez. You knew that kid. You knew that kid. You were around him for four years. You had a different perspective. I do not know. And I yeah. only watched that one highlight tape. Steve has seen him up and live and close, and he loves him. Yeah. But he also said first or second round. That's fine. I, I love that.
0: Right, but, but hey, you know what? If you think he's going to go before you have a chance to pick again, then it's not a reach.
1: Okay, I agree with that. And that other that, that's my philosophy. So but I also I will know that, that I agree with that. But a other lot of positions.
0: people don't agree with that because they'll say the top half of a round is worth more than the bottom half of a round. And, and my whole stand is: well, if you're not picking for a whole freaking round, if, True. if you can't get the guy, and that's why go Steve said
1: him. Dalvin Tomlinson would definitely be somebody we might need to yeah. reach up and grab before he will. He said the term was overdrafted. I like that.
0: Steve Schaub, what, what, what's your next twenty four hours like? Do you like just meditate? Are you get massages, <laughs> like hot uh, stones. What's going on?
3: No, I mean, it, you know, this whole week is busy with updating the site and adding, you know, updating big boards and things like that, and and just you know having this huge big week for us. So this entire week is uh, is pretty busy. Um, after next Sunday, it'll be <laughs> I'll be able to breathe again, so to speak.
0: All right, well, you're you're coming to the basement. You know that, right?
3: <laughs>
0: Absolutely. All right, we have a sponsor. We have a sponsor for uh, transportation to and from the basement. Um, <laughs> it will get you here. It will get you home.
1: Good job signing those fools, man. Yeah,
0: that's right. It's a, it's a great sponsorship. For my good friend, Kevin Ricca.
1: I'm, I love when Steve shops on. Steve, I really appreciate you, and thank you. Mm-hmm. The fan speak stuff is ridiculous. I'm not going to beat up a dead horse, but I love it. I haven't stopped doing <laughs> it. I'm going to be sad when it ends this weekend.
3: <laughs> it never hey, it just we'll, starts we'll again. we uh, 2018 up next week. Bang! <laughs> they will
0: too. <laughs> a whole new life. They will, <laughs> and we'll be talking about it on a regular on the regular. I knew you were going to say that. Uh, awesome. How about my good friend Tim Stracken?
2: show. Appreciate you, man. Oh uh, no problem. Thanks, guys. Good luck. Uh, Good luck over the next.
0: Steve, once again. Enjoy the
2: hell out of it.
0: Once again, I carried you through an entire draft show.
2: (laughs) Four or five days. Five days.
0: I can't believe this. One of these days, you'll do your homework and show up with some nuggets. But um, obviously, it wasn't this year. Uh, Thank you so much for your time. Uh, I want to say a special shout-out to all those uh, Hogshaven faithful who appreciate all the the work Steve Schaub does. He really does know his stuff. Um, For Kevin, for Tim. I'm Ken this was The Audible